0: R E A R E A R E A R E -E N Audio. R-E-A. Audio. R-E-A. Audio. R-E-A. Audio. 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 R-E-A. Audio. Reemployability. Reemployability. Season (laughs) 3.
1: Who's the most famous person you can think of? I can remember seeing how kids would react to the Beatles when they arrived in the U.S. for the first time, or when Elvis would swing his hips and teenage girls would literally pass out. Who would make you starstruck? So much so that you'd be at a loss for words. Now, I'm a big history nerd, so I can think of a bunch of historical figures that would kind of put me in awe. Now, don't laugh, but for me, like the chance to meet Ronald Reagan or George Patton would totally blow me away. So who would you want to meet, living or not? You can choose a few, that's fine too. You got a few in your head? Good. Well, here's the thing. As awesome as it would be to hang out with your idol, the fact is that they came into the world just like you did. Maybe into a different financial or social situation. Possibly they're of a different race or gender. Maybe luckier or less fortunate than you. But at the very moment that they were born, they were naked and they were slimy just like you. All people who've accomplished anything are, at the end of the day, just like you. My mom used to say they put their pants on one leg at a time. They're people with thoughts and feelings and dreams and fears and disappointments. You name it. Same things you have. Sometimes it's hard to see that, though. Last season on REA Audio, we interviewed people who had overcome odds and achieved positive outcomes in their lives. They were just people... People that either by choices that they made or because of circumstances beyond their control faced challenges and overcame them I think of Daniel Mendez who was working as a maintenance manager at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami when he was hit by a car in his golf cart he had under a 10% chance of even surviving the injury
2: um, so there was a uh, the crack skull and uh, I find out later on it was like three three parts were cracked I had broken ribs on both sides, a broken collarbone. Uh, Again, the leg was broken six pieces. Uh, Bone, I believe, was protruding from the skin. Uh, I had a broken pelvis, too. uh, Broken the front, was cracked down the middle. I had a bleeding on the left side of the temple that they had to drain three times because they were afraid the uh, pressure from the blood might affect my
1: brain. Through the support of his loved ones and involved employer, and some unique therapy, Daniel was training for a mud run when we spoke earlier this year. There was David Weller, an employee of Tesla that was injured on the production line. He loved his job and the people he worked with. So with his injury not allowing him to go back to work, it really put him in a dark spot. He was assigned to work in a not-for-profit in Austin for his modified duty and through an ordinary casual conversation mentioned that Tesla has a program where they hire people without high school diplomas for certain jobs. This opened up opportunities for dozens of folks that were being helped by the not-for-profit, giving them jobs and a firm foundation to get their lives back together.
2: Because I know their background and everything else when I came into Caritas and when I worked with Tesla, I know Tesla's guidelines about employment, uh, hiring people. So I approached the case managers and the program managers to say, Hey, Tesla's hiring people even without a high school diploma. And that was a big, big obstacle to a lot of our, a lot of the clients here at Caritas really don't have a, uh, like a high school diploma or any kind of job skills. And I pointed out that Tesla will hire them and train them even without a high school diploma. So that was a big hurdle. in my understanding is nine to ten of our clients here at Char were hired into Tesla.'
0: Tesla's not
2: aware of of it, but uh I've been keeping track. I don't know who the clients are they just they yeah. just tell me who the you know how many of the clients they got hired in and yeah. I was very excited about it
1: Louis Amano he was walking home one evening and heard his cousin being mugged by gang members when he went to her rescue. He was shot in the back, paralyzing him from the waist down. And confining him to a wheelchair.
2: So I was coming home, and just on the regular night of jogging, and I run into some some noise and some some you know rally, just just back and forth, and then I realize you know somebody's in trouble here. You know, I hear somebody you know is just in desperate need of some help. So as I get closer and closer, I, I see two gentlemen. It's a getaway driver, and then there's one gentleman trying to stick her in the car. As I approach him, tap him on the back, ask him what's going on. He tells me, you know, we're, we're going to rape this woman. You know, this is part of our gang initiation. <laughs> so I was able to fight, you know, the gentleman off. Get her loose. She ran inside the house. I told her, close the door leave it alone. I'll get back to you when everything's done. As um, soon as she went in, inside the house, you know, she heard the gun. She heard the um the gun uh you know the noise go off from the, mm-hmm. from the gun and and sure enough i was actually shot at six times but hit twice the mm-hmm. first one was hitting the kneecap that kind of slowed me down a little bit but you know the adrenaline was going so mm-hmm. there was no stopping me i kept running and as soon as i went to jump behind a, behind a vehicle for cover i was hitting my spinal cord mm-hmm. by a bullet by a bullet so about t10 so it's about my belly button came straight through the back, still lodged inside. And, and here I am, uh, 23 years later, uh, yeah, living as a paraplegic.
1: Obviously, he survived his injuries, and Lewis now works with other paraplegics, helping to coach them into recovery, pointing out resources and empathizing with their struggles. Finally, there's the story of Erica Hazelton, a new wife and mom who was taking a trip with her husband to their alma mater for a football game with their young son. With her young boy getting antsy, she did something that my wife has done dozens of times. She unbuckled her seatbelt, turned around in her seat to comfort him. At that very moment, her car was hit by a tractor trailer and she was ejected from the car and sustained a terrible traumatic brain injury. The doctors didn't think she was gonna survive either.
0: My son had fallen asleep in the car, okay? And so he woke up from his nap, And he was going crazy, just losing his mind, just wanting, you know, to be, to do something, wanted attention. So Josh and I were like, buddy, it's okay, it's okay. And he wouldn't stop crying, would not stop crying. So what I did, I took off my seatbelt to get in the back seat. And in those 10 seconds, we were hit by an 18-wheeler. I was, I ejected from the car. I went through the windshield and I landed in the median. Um, Josh and Hall were restrained, so they were fine. Um, I was airlifted from the hot, from the median of the highway to the closest trauma hospital, which was in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, at, at that hospital, I remained um, in a coma for eight weeks and, um, my family was told to, to prepare for the worst. There was a chance I would not survive. And if I did survive, Um, I, if I did survive, there was a chance I would be mentally handicapped for the rest of my life. Meaning I would never watch my son alone again. You know, I would never walk again. I would never hold a job. I would never, um, take care of myself.
1: She did survive and was training to run a half marathon when we interviewed her. These people are all heroes, famous to someone their families, their co-workers, or others who've been put into similar situations. And the one commonality that I've seen in all the interviews we've done with these folks is their will, their willingness to overcome, and their overwhelmingly positive attitude. I love listening to these stories because I put myself in their shoes and try to figure out if I could overcome the hurdles they've overcome. How would I react to being thrown out of a car or shot in the back? What would I do with my life if it was changed in an instant? Well, how would you react? What would you do? Especially knowing that these people are just like you and me. They put their pants on one leg at a time. So that's what we're going to do in Season 3 of REA Audio. Explore and tell the stories of more people who've overcome not life's obstacles, but canyons, so that we can better relate to them and our fellow human beings so we can connect with others that we're in contact every day and see how similar we all actually are. Thanks for listening to REA Audio. If you want to hear the full stories of the folks I mentioned in this episode, you can click on the links to the original podcasts in the show notes. Now, we need you to help us out. If you know someone whose story should be told, please let us know. Email todd at reemployability.com. That email address link will be in the show notes as well. We'd love to have you follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content at listen to REA.com. Remember, lead with the good and have a great rest of your week.